0: for the drive's top four at four
1: back here on the drive hour number two begins with the top four at four Tucker Harlan what do you got
0: Thank you, Russell. At number one, the idea of a 14-team college football playoff starting in the 2026 season was discussed at CFP meetings in Dallas on Wednesday, just months before the start of the first season with a 12-team college football playoff. Executive Director Bill Hancock acknowledged the idea was discussed but declined to provide specific details, saying there's still work to be done. Already what, what, up to 14, What huh? are we What are we doing? <laughs> What, what are we doing? We skipped a lot of numbers
1: between 4 and 12, by the way. i just throw that just out there. Just get to 16 and end it. I already skipped 8. What are we doing? 14. And 10. I do feel like 8 would be good. 16 is like, does the number 16 team, they're like 9 and 3 SMU, do they really
2: belong in the college football playoff? 8 would have been cool. I'll tell you, depending on Tennessee's record, <laughs> based <laughs> right. on the year. But what are we, 14? Apparently, uh, they they want to go to 14 because the Big Ten and SEC are still demanding first-round buys for their champion. And if well, you go to mean, six.
3: I, I don't, why don't they just go to 16 and, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, group of five. Why are we including the group of five in this? They don't play, it's not the same level. Of, uh, that would be like having, bringing in one of the CFL teams and in, inserting them into the NFL playoffs. Why are we doing? It, it's it's apples and oranges. Why are Give we us, including
1: conference affiliations at all? Why not just rank them one through sixteen and do yeah, it that way?
3: Exactly. Just, just do Good it. point. Like, Give us the sixteen. That's how it is. F bring me the sixteen best teams. And Group
1: of Five will have a chance in that as well. They have as much a chance as they do now.
3: They're gonna have to schedule a lot of Power Five.
0: At number two, for over 11,000 college football players, today is the first chance to opt in to EA Sports' new college football game, EA Sports College Football 25, and get paid for it. Up to 85 players per school will initially appear on rosters in the game, which comes out this summer. Everyone who opts in will have their name, image, and likeness appear and will eventually receive $600 plus a copy of the game that's typically valued at $70. That's cool.
2: Yeah, but have you seen everybody? Oh, they should opt out and hold on for more. It's like you're getting sixty, you're getting six hundred bucks, a copy of the game, for merely existing. Everyone's gonna play it, and they're gonna be paying high-profile players extra to run promos for it and do commercials, essentially, on their social media.
3: And I, I think people are underestimating how most, if not all, of these guys. I mean, like I've said it before, like. They like playing, this you know. All these guys, most of these guys are gamers. You see, it with NFL players, they like playing, using their own their you know themselves. Absolutely, I bet you
1: had a real greedy kid to be like uh, six hundred bucks in a free video game. Nah, do not put me in this nah, game. I'm worth more than that.
3: No, nah, it's the EA. It's college. It's EA Sports College Football. Man, I think that they're underestimating how you know. I think it's kind of, I mean, it'd be cool if you're one of those guys. Your name was in the game. It's in the game. Exactly.
0: At number three, the NCAA has taken a step further in its recruiting visit restrictions. In addition to banning photo shoots, the hosting school is no longer allowed to decorate a recruit's hotel room on an official visit. In an email that was released today, the (laughs) NCAA said, quote, all cookies, cakes, and snacks must be handed to recruits in the lobby.
3: So, I, I can't leave you cookies and Cheetos and Gatorades and all that stuff, right? Not in the room, but you can hand it to yeah. them as they walk but, through the lobby. But, you know what I can do? I can have a one-of-a-kind, hand-built, Italian, luxury, death machine speed car. Like, $300,000 car. Just with keys in hand for him.
1: This is what you've been working on, Charlie Baker. This this this, is what you've been in charge for a couple months now. This This is the big one. This is what you've rolled out (laughs) finally. Finally, we are creating a level playing field here. No longer will the big boys be able to bring a cookie cake (laughs) and a 12-pack of sodas into a hotel room. To entice a young man to come to their school. No,
2: to, to Bear's point, you can pay thousands of dollars to have them and their family flown to your campus, put them up in a hotel room for three or four nights, but heaven forbid you go to Party City and buy some streamers <laughs> for decorations. Outrageous. Can
3: show them the quarter of a million dollar Italian sports car you have waiting on them.
2: Yeah, bags of cash, cool.
3: Party Lambo's. favors, no. Lambo's for everyone, but no cookies. <laughs> And they the worst part was guys they showed the picture of one of the like one of the hotel rooms that was, you know, made up. And it was just like what you'd see at, at like any high school I mean, it was like flaming Cheetos, Laffy Taffy, Gatorades, cookies. It's a little gift basket. What the hell are we doing anymore, guys?
1: Hey man. He's got to justify those salaries up there in Indianapolis. Charlie Baker,
3: solving the world's
2: problems.
0: And finally, at number four, Jerry Stackhouse had some words to say about his future in West End after Vanderbilt's home loss to Georgia last night. I got hired here to do a job, and I've been trending in the right direction for a long time, Stackhouse said. One thing I can say, no weapons formed against me shall prosper. Is that a Bible verse? He is citing the Bible there.
1: No weapons yeah. formed against me shall prosper.
0: He also mentioned uh, of the 12
2: disciples, only one was a Judas, and he has a lot of people that are pulling for him. Been trending in the right direction for a while now, Jerry. Okay, this is
1: your fifth season at Vanderbilt, and the next time you go to the NCAA tournament will be your first. What exactly is trending in the right direction about that? You're 7-18 and 18 this year, 2-10 and 10 in the league. I mean, I, like I, I, I'm, I hope they keep him. <laughs> yeah, I know me too.
2: I don't want to bag him too hard. Cause I don't want him to go anywhere.
1: Uh, what are you? That, that's a tough spot, man. When you're a failing coach and you have to—at least he showed up. You know, Rick Pitino would have blown it, or uh, Calipari would have blown it off, or whatever. But uh, you're 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 up there. You've just lost. Everybody knows you're going to get fired. They're asking you how you feel about the fact that you're probably going to get fired. I don't know how I would handle that. I probably wouldn't be citing Bible verses and that kind of imply a threatening posture to your critics.
2: Uh, they all, He also is implying that he is Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the let's weirdest not, thing out of all of this. Let's not lose sight here. Not Jesus Suttlesworth. No. The Messiah.
1: Underrated sports movie. He got game.
2: Great movie.
3: He compared himself to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ.
2: Well, not exactly, but you trying to of. say
1: Jesus Christ couldn't win more than
3: seven <laughs> games at Vandy? You're trying to tell me Jesus Christ couldn't hit a curveball, Houston?
2: You put snot on the ball. A Thank you. Still on there.
1: Thank you, Tucker. <laughs> that is the top four at four. Coming up here in about twelve minutes, we're going to be joined by Joe Simpson of the Atlanta Braves Radio Network. Big announcement here on Fan Run just an hour ago. Fan Run Radio is your new home of the Braves in East Tennessee. We will be airing Atlanta Braves baseball on our terrestrial radio signals, 105.7 FM and 1340 AM here in Knoxville all season long. We are very excited about it and very excited to, to talk to Joe Simpson. Again, a guy I grew up, Listening to uh, so many games, the Braves. So, let me
3: ask – oh, sorry, buddy.
1: I mean, that's just uh, pretty, pretty – you just, want to ask him a question?
3: No, I was wanting to ask you. So, is this the first time in your radio career that you've been at a Braves affiliate?
2: Yes. The stars are aligning for Russell, Bear.
3: Yeah, man, you know what? I'm, big enough. I'm happy for you, Russ. I know you're going to really enjoy this. Uh, Your Atlanta Brave Superfan,
1: number one. Yes. Let it
3: rip. Oh, yeah.
1: Looking forward to it. It's going to be a good year. We got uh, some big things planned here at Fan Run. Things are going swimmingly. 865 546 8200. Your number to get on board 546 8200. If you want to chime in, yeah, I'm glad the NCAA has gotten around to banning decorating hotel rooms on official visits. That's
3: chocolate chip cookies, flaming
1: Cheetos. Bang up job, there, boys. Well, it was getting out of control, is what it was.
3: <laughs> I mean, hey, they should have known better than to put the the you know the five Laffy Taffies out there. You know, it,
4: you're, the Sour it, Patch it kids. is kind of out of control because yeah. you see
1: some of these like gift displays, and you're like, okay, that's a lot, but. Has there ever been, in the history of recruiting, the past 20 years or so, when when they have really gone overboard with some of these welcome setups, has there ever been one recruit at any one school? This, you know what? The, the academics were about even between school A and school B. I really like both coaches. Both schools put a lot of guys in the pros. Um, both schools are about equidistant from home. You know what the deciding factor was? when i went to old state u they had snickers bars there instead of milky ways and i just can't stand milky ways so i'm going to state u and
2: uh, you know i'm i'm going to go where they got the snickers you're joking about this i'm not kidding i believe there was one kid it was a few years back he said they were the on- they were the only school that remembered that i liked Oh. Butterfinger? No, it was, some, it was something <laughs> weird. Like He only liked the hot and spicy though. Cheez-Its, yeah. and everyone got him regular Cheez-Its, but this one school, which he probably liked more anyway, okay. got well, him the I... hot and spicy Cheez-Its. And... Do, do you think that's what? It, no, it, that was, no, but well, he did say uh, it.
1: Three or four years ago, I mean, the NCAA probably saw that, and they've been working on this fix for five <laughs> years because that's how things work in the NCAA, and they just now got around to passing this legislation.
2: Okay. <laughs> 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 Can he do a press conference? I just want people to be able to be like, this This is what you've been working on? Charlie Baker's well, got a couple
1: of me. pictures back behind him like Ross Perot. <laughs> you see here, they had an entire pizza for this young man and a two liter of RC Cola. Now, now if now, it had been a 20 ounce, that's, not a, that's <laughs> not a
2: violation. But the two liters took it too far. Too so much. what do you think?
3: What do you guys think the attorneys that are uh, representing the NCAA against us right now are thinking when they're seeing this stuff?
2: I think as soon as they stop laughing, they'll probably have some uh, poignant thoughts on the matter.
0: NCAA's just trying to take its mind off this whole Tennessee thing. Are they trying
2: to prove everyone right that they are useless? I guess, man.
3: I mean, Tom Mars was clowning them all day on Twitter. (laughs) Just absolutely clowning him.
1: By the way, what's old uh, Tom Cowherd up there in Greenville waiting on? That's oh, not his name. Clifton. What's his name, Houston? Clifton-, Clifton Corker. Clifton Corker. Clifton, Corker. <laughs> Clifton- <laughs> Leland Corker. Corker. Judge, Corker. Judge Corker presiding.
3: He hasn't finished his summation, Russell.
2: <laughs> Mr. Trotter.
3: I mean, if you put yourself in his shoes, though, like I mean this is a I mean, this is a bomb waiting to go off. this case is sitting in his lap, and it's gonna drastically alter
2: a billion dollar industry. I read something uh that said he may be waiting to see if the NCAA releases the notice of allegations on Tennessee because at that point, Tennessee would absolutely be able to prove irreparable damage, okay, and that he may sit on it longer to see if the NCAA would be stupid enough to issue the notice of allegations before he makes his ruling.
3: So Tennessee and the NCAA are in a Mexican standoff. I mean, they're, they are both got guns pointed at the other's head, and then this guy's just sitting back to
2: – Yeah, to see who, I who blinks first.
3: I think it'd be the NCAA, man. Like, I'd be willing to bet. If, if they could go back in time they would handle that meeting with plowman a lot differently
1: jordan moore friend of the station on twitter says a concerning trend for tennessee basketball defensively in the first 19 games of the season the vols allowed only five opponents to shoot 34 percent plus from three-point range but in their last seven games Five of their opponents have shot 34 percent from three-point range.
2: Well, we talked about this. Uh, it was either Monday or last week. This that's that's how you do it now. If you're one of these teams that just you know isn't very good, just chuck a bunch of threes and hope it's your night. That's how you're going to beat Tennessee. Well, it is how A and M beat us, which is mm-hmm. going to be you know they. Uh,
1: I heard um, Coach Polinsky, Greg Polinski on the morning show today, and and he was saying, hey, look, they. Dribble, drive relentlessly, and they are going to try. And they're and they they're all over the glass. And you go back that first game there. They dribble, drive, and we start rotating defensively. They start kicking it out, and so many wide open three point shots. I don't think they are going to hit those shots with the frequency in our building that they did in their building. But I would imagine that that will be their game plan what they tried to do.
3: I mean, it, it worked to perfection down there. They'd get us all out of shape on the rotation, and then they'd end up, you know, four passes, and they'd hit a three. And it's what I
1: worry about in March. Sure. You run into a team with a couple of shooters, they can get us all out of whack the way Florida Atlantic did, and knock enough of those things down, lock us up enough defensively. That's that's how the season ends, if 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 it does in an untimely manner.
2: That and second possessions, second chance points. We've we've been we've had bad stretches the last mm. few games where we're giving up two or three offensive rebounds on a possession, and they're you know, they'll miss a three, they'll miss a two, and then they'll hit a three because they got, you know, the third look at it.
1: Quick timeout, yeah, Joe Simpson of the Atlanta Braves Radio Network joins us when we continue fan run radio it is the drive stay with us the drive fan run radio the drive continues russell bear houston tucker cruising with you here on a thursday afternoon edition of the show tomorrow we will be live out at one of our favorite places parkside kia which is coincidentally on parkside drive (laughs) in west knoxville you don't say that's how it works yeah yeah we'll be over there uh parkside you think they planned that or i don't know maybe we can find out we'll ask cliff and the boys over there tomorrow but you come outside and and check out some new kias with us tomorrow the drive live from three to six parkside kia in west knoxville pleased to be joined now by a special guest he is Joe Simpson of the Atlanta Braves Radio Network. Joe, Russell Smith, Bear, Houston Crest. An honor to speak with you, my friend.
4: Hey, nice today. How's everything going in Knoxville?
1: Hey, it's going very well. You know, I call you my friend, though we've never met. But I got to tell you, Joe, I've been listening to you for a long time. I feel like I know you after all these years. 28 seasons with the Braves.
4: Uh, actually, yeah. Um... You're a little short. Uh-oh. Uh, it'll be my 33rd year beginning what? this year. you got, so, you got to uh, tell
1: somebody on the website to update that thing.
4: Well, you can't You can't remember because you're a small child then.
1: <laughs> I, you know, I, I didn't want to put it that way, but I do remember, like, your, I guess your first year was 92 with the Braves? It was.
4: It was, right after the worst of first year.
1: Yeah, and I remember being, you know, I was 12, and listening to the Braves, and, and this is – you, you talk about, like, uh, missed chances. I remember, because my parents wouldn't let me stay up and watch game seven of the NLCS, the duel between Drayback and Smoltz and the Frankie Cabrera hit and all that stuff, and I'm listening to the game, and I made it to, like, the eighth inning, and I fell asleep.
4: I missed oh, it, no. Joe. <laughs> oh, What a night that was. I mean, uh, a lot of thrills and a lot of excitement yeah. during the uh, heyday, during the 14th straight, can- Uh, division titles but um uh, we're making a few exciting times these days too
1: absolutely oh yeah i mean a a a new dynasty on the brink and uh joe we're so excited to have the braves on our airwaves this year Uh, we just made the announcement here and east tennessee has been braves country for a long time and you know there's just something timeless joe about listening to baseball on the radio. I'm guessing you grew up listening to the game the same way so many of us did. Of course, you had the thrill of playing in the big leagues. And I was just wondering, was broadcasting something that you had always had an interest in?
4: Yeah, it, it was. Later on in my career, it, it became um, kind of, uh, it kind of moved to the forefront a little bit about what I might do when I got through playing. But you're right. We're thrilled, first of all, to have WKGN. Uh, as part of our network, and um, couldn't be happier to have you guys back in the fold. Uh, Listening to baseball on radio, you're right. Uh, It is timeless. And when I was younger, uh, where I listened to it more than any place, we had a drive-in movie theater in Norman, Oklahoma, my hometown. And when you would go to a drive-in movie theater in those days and hook up the speaker to your car, uh, it was usually a local radio station that was playing until it got dark enough for the movie to start. And uh, in those days, what we had on the air until it got dark enough was uh, St. Louis Cardinals baseball, Jack Buck and Harry Carey.
1: KMOX. And that
4: was uh, that was pretty cool lead in yeah. into any movie you might be about to watch.
1: Absolutely, and you know those classic voices. I got I got to tell you is. Uh, and we're looking forward to having these games on, your play-by-play co-host there, Ben Ingram. What a classic radio voice that guy had. You hear him. I I remember the first time I saw him, Joe, people always say this in radio, oh, you don't look like you sound. And you, you hear Ben, and you think, well, he probably looks like Harry Callis or John Miller or something like that. And you see him, he looks like one of the players.
4: Well, that's exactly right. He's in better shape than about 90% of them, too. Um, But most everybody asked me, uh, the first thing they asked me is, like, just how old is Ben? (laughs) Yes. Because he's got that, uh, uh, what sounds like a real smoke-induced voice that uh, uh, sounds like a lot older than he is, and he doesn't even smoke, so that's even more ironic.
1: But a a great voice and a a great tandem. I mean, you've worked with some legends there, obviously uh, going back to to Skip and Don and Pete Van Weeren and and, and Ben Ingram. So uh, we we couldn't be thrilled uh, more thrilled to have you guys as part of our broadcast offerings here on WKGN in Knoxville. And um, let's talk about the Braves here for a second, Joe. As you know, a Knoxville tie naturally. Spencer Strider played high school sure. baseball here at Christian Academy of Knoxville. He has been a dominant starting pitcher for the braves still only 25 years old
4: how do you see his?
1: yeah go ahead how do you see his trajectory playing out here
4: you guys the the station's timing couldn't be better the team is a very young talented team as everybody knows and uh we've come up a little bit short the last two years and part of that last year after such a an impressive season and record-setting offensive um in the offensive categories was that we were a little shorthanded in pitching. I, I mean, I'm not going to sell anybody short, but Spencer was about the only healthy, solid guy we had going. Uh, Max Freed had been hurt some. Charlie Morton was on the shelf. And we were kind of digging deep into our stash of pitchers to try to knock off the Phillies, which, as you know, we didn't. But um, I feel differently about it this year, strongly uh, loving our pitching So I think Spencer's going to have a lot more help this year. I know he will be even that much better, uh, having a full year of big league pitching under his belt. And, uh, as is the case, I think in almost every situation and every year, when you have a good team like Atlanta has right now, you just pray for good health. You just want everybody to stay healthy, which they did last year and uh, be able to do what they do. So we'll just keep our fingers crossed that, uh, everybody's on the field plays uh, a lot of games pitches makes every start and I'll take our chances uh, from that standpoint
1: yeah coming up short a little bit last year but of course winning a World Series in 2021 and the expectations are high again and for the foreseeable future so many of these young stars signed up for long-term deals do you see the Braves uh, making another long run like they did in the 90s where they just owned that division for 14 years.
4: Yeah, I don't. I'm not going to put it past them. Uh, we've already got a good a good marker running right now, and the way this team has been put together by Alex Anthopoulos, signing all these young players to long-term contracts, uh, there's no reason to think that they can't continue this run. Can, can they do it for 14 years? I, I'm I'm not sure. Uh, the climate of today's game is a lot different than it was in the 90s. But uh, there's no reason to think since a lot of these guys, as you said, are already in the fold, uh, already signed up. No reason to think that um, I go back again. As long as everybody stays healthy, I like their chances. Everybody's gunning for you. Um, Whether it's the Phillies or last year, the Mets loading up like they did and that that turned sour on the Mets in a hurry. It's not that easy to just go out and get good players and expect them to play well. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think uh, that's kind of the... Uh, hidden secret for the Braves is Brian Snicker and his staff. They do such a fabulous job of getting these guys all on the same page and um, allowing them to um, do what they do best, and without too many inhibitions. And boy, do they cut it loose! It's it's fun to watch every night.
1: It's kind of an old school approach, isn't it, with with Snicker where. He's not one of these guys down there, Joe, with the computer out there, you know, reams of data no. trying to figure out, oh, you know, this guy faced this dude, uh, you know, three times four years ago. He He's kind of an old school manager, which is refreshing this day and age.
4: Oh, it is. And especially refreshing for an old guy like me. Uh, who when, when you see a man who, um, he does his preparation. He might do his homework in his office, but uh, you don't see him grinding in the dugout trying to compute all the numbers um like you said the thing that um i love most about brian snitker is uh he remembers where he came from he spent so many years in the minor leagues and he will tell you i I think without hesitation that he learned so much about how to manage a team and run a game from bobby cox bobby was a great mentor to brian and uh still is to some extent so uh There are a lot of, there's a lot of Bobby Cox and Brian Snitker, so I appreciate that about him every day too.
1: Talking with Joe Simpson of the Atlanta Braves Radio Network, you'll be able to hear Braves baseball this year here on WKGN. And you know, uh, speaking of dominant players, Joe, where does Acuna rank? Uh, You've seen some great ones there through the years, and of course, Atlanta has had some great ones through the years. Uh, Again, a young player with a lot of great years hopefully ahead of him, but the season he had last year really kind of just shifted what the expectations are even possible for him.
4: Well, it was a spectacular season. Uh, It was um, I don't want to say a hallmark season because who knows what he might pull off this year or the next. Uh, He is so good and so capable. Uh, It was, again, a joy to watch and he just kind of went about his business every day. It wasn't as if, as if he was talking about goals and records and things like that. He was just playing. And when he's just playing, he is as good as there is in the game. Um, when people ask me, what well, do you think the Braves can be as good as they were last year? Well, I absolutely do. I think they can be better in a lot of ways, especially um, the bullpen and other parts of pitching. But from an offensive standpoint, they set so many records last year and set so many team records. Uh, it's going to be hard to do that again. I mean, can Matt Olson hit 52 homers again? Mm. Gee, I don't know. That was, that was a hell of a year, of a year for him too. Uh, you think about Austin Riley and Ozzy Albies and Matt and um, uh, some of the other guys, Harris, some of those guys, they played over 150 games apiece. Some of them played 162. That's unheard of for that many guys on one team to play as many games as they did. So when I am asked, can they be as good as they were last year, I have to remember how special 2023 was and remember how tough that's going to be to duplicate. But everybody's back. We got everybody back, essentially, that's important to the success of this team. So there's no no reason to doubt them.
1: Now, Joe, you said we've got everybody back. Of course, you played for the Dodgers, the Mariners, the Royals. I was just wondering how long with the Braves, You again, you've been there since 92. How long did it take for the Braves to become we?
4: Oh, uh, boy. That was something I guarded against heavily You know, early <laughs> on because uh, I didn't play for the Braves. I, I didn't broadcast for them until 92, as you said, and I had to make sure that Braves country understood that I appreciated where I was and um, was honored to be doing their games on TBS and on the the, the Braves Radio Network. So it took a while for that to set in. I, I try to be a little more professional than the we type stuff, but it does seep in there once in a while. And we are going to be pretty good.
1: <laughs> no doubt about it. Well. Uh, we're excited about it. One last thing, Joe, we'll let you out of here. You played, you mentioned growing up in Norman, Oklahoma. You're, you're a Sooner, played college ball at Oklahoma. How do you see the Sooners transitioning into the SEC this year?
4: Beware. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling my Sooners to beware. We're, we're heading into uh, uncharted territory, but it's going to be exciting and uh, Hopefully we won't uh, embarrass- get embarrassed or uh, let the SEC down. I think we'll show up and, and field a team, certainly. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a different ball game altogether <laughs> and in all sports uh, by joining the SEC. Of course, Josh Heupel,
1: yep. he's-,
4: he's a Sooner, too, you know, and he's done just fine for himself, and we're happy for his success. So maybe uh, OU can uh, jump in there and do pretty well, too.
1: Or we're just saying hands-off. Joe, uh, he's ours now. You, you can't have him back. We, we've we yeah, grown rather
2: attached and fond yeah, of him. Yeah, he says we also now that he's here. <laughs> yeah,
4: I, I get it. Well, he should. He's done He's done great work there for the Vols.
2: Well, uh, the Vols
1: play in Oklahoma this year, so uh, we will look forward to that. Joe, we are so looking forward to having the Braves here on WKGN. Just we, We've been really excited about it the past couple of weeks and can't wait to get rolling. I guess opening day is March 28th and We'll begin the season where we ended it at Philly, there, trying to take down the Phillies.
4: How about that first road trip, guys? <laughs> um, we are going to <laughs> Philadelphia and Chicago, play the White Sox in Chicago in late March, early April. I'm going to have to take my long handles with me uh, to make sure that uh, I don't freeze to death on the press box. Oh. yeah, that'll be a that'll be a test to get started. Uh, once again, we are excited about having WKGn in it's um, part of the Braves radio network too and uh, we hope to talk to you guys soon.
1: We'll look forward to it Joe, really appreciate your time this afternoon. Thanks for hopping on with us.
4: Sure thing guys, take care.
1: Joe Simpson of the Atlanta Braves radio network. How cool is that?
4: Outstanding.
2: Did you listen to the whole thing, Bear?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I paid attention. That um it's one of the it dawned on me really really quickly that that's probably uh yeah it's one of the biggest guests we've ever had on
1: well i mean like we said uh, you just so many people here my i'm 44 i grew up listen am i 44 <laughs> 43 i'm old enough to where i don't know how old i am anymore like i don't really pay attention to it but that's the it's, telltale sign but right I, I, I know like that voice it's that that's a thrill i, I just Grew up listening to that voice uh, for for so long. So
3: So wild. Cool. I mean he had a front row seat for I mean the absolute golden age of Atlanta Braves baseball.
1: Yeah. Two World Series titles and it was the golden age. We might be entering mm-hmm. a new golden age and looking forward to having those games here on Fan Run. Should be a lot of fun. Gotta take a quick time out. Open up the phone lines to you. your number to get on the show this afternoon, 546-8200, back with more right after this. The The Drive. Drive, Atlanta Briefs, spring training is on. Fan Run Radio, The Drive continues, Joe Simpson of the Atlanta Braves Radio Network. Bear, what did you learn?
3: Um, he came just a, just a real, dude's a legend, man. Just a real radio guy talking about listening to, uh, Buck and, you know, on the, what, I I can't remember the call letters you always do. The KMOX St. Louis. Louis, Yeah. Yeah. And just all the, I mean, that that guy's just why he's, he's gotten a, what a life. Just you know, baseball from when he grew up when he was coming into it and then working in it.
1: Houston and I were talking during the break. I don't think – neither of us – I was at UT 98-02. to 02. I, I tacked in an extra football season. What, nice. What <laughs> were You were like what? 05-09. And neither of us went to any UT baseball games while we were over there. I may have really? gone to one. I don't think – I, I mean, may have gone to one as like a class requirement where we were <laughs> – like a sports writing class or right, something, right, right. where you had to go cover sure, a game. Sure. I, I think I might have done that, but I, I can't remember for sure. It doesn't stand out in my mind.
3: I don't know. I had a group of my, my friend group. We would go. Like we wouldn't really go to watch the game. We would just go to the baseball game as an excuse to, you know, go get smashed, and then go sit outside and catch some sun and while baseball's going on. It's not like it is now where you know. oh, it, it,
1: the students up on that platform over mm-hmm. by right field, which are they, they're going to make more seats too down there. Are, I believe they, so. Yeah. In front of that building, there's going to be more seats added on.
2: Well, yeah. Cause I well, think, legend. aren't they getting rid of the, the playground and all that stuff? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, the, I think that playground has been gone. Okay. Like, that's just a platform with okay, some so, tables Okay, but I think
2: that area, they're going to turn it into some.
1: Yeah, some more seats. Yeah, there's gonna be seats, and and it looked like maybe the bullpen is gonna be underneath there, or maybe that's a pitching lab or something like that. The
0: batting cages are what's under there currently. How
1: about Tony taking a little shot yesterday after the game? You guys see that?
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, we we definitely think that was aimed towards our uh,
0: Wake Forest brother over there. His name rhymes with base churns. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: He basically said. We had
1: guys on the team last year and pitching staff that we went to and said, Hey, we're going to move you here or whatever. And they said, No, you weren't with it. Which he's not the only Did Did we move Dolander too? Or did
0: we Maybe keep him? Maybe move days,
1: but not. We moved Dolander because we, we started Andrew Lindsay the first game, right? Mm-hmm. We moved him to Friday Night Starter. That is true. Yeah.
0: Because Doe Lander was originally the Friday so, starter. I mean, that,
1: that thought flashed me. I was like, is he taking a shot at Doe, too? Surely not. I don't I don't know. But, I mean, it was said it a couple of times. It's pretty obvious that Tony – and, by the way, we were supposed to chat with him today. He had some lame excuse. We'll get him early next week. Um. I, actually, this thought just popped in my head. I wonder if he didn't want to come on today because he knew that I would try to bait him <laughs> into talking about Chase Burns. Uh, wants to give it a weekend to cool off.
3: Um, Russell, honestly, Russell's you, a simpleton. Told, he'll forget over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, That's what he's thinking. No. When you sent the text this morning, that was immediately what I thought of. I was like, he's dodging Russ. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's a, <laughs> I wondered. I was going to ask if you were. I mean, it would be a yeah. stupid question. Yeah, if that, that Russ, on, he'll put the advise. screws yeah. to me. I got <laughs> to exactly.
2: get out of there somehow.
1: I, I think that um, you it's You were going to ask, weren't you? I don't know I I was thinking about it I I don't I don't know we just wanted to hear him talk about old curly old curly um it's it's pretty obvious even though this team is certainly a work in progress we got some who who knows what what this lineup is is going to settle into here over the course of the next couple of weeks it still feels like there's a much better vibe around the program right now than it was last year with all the Maui drama and it sounded like there was some internal stuff too with the pitching staff and just sounded like last year was just came with some headaches which you well, know he had drama he, the
3: year before that mm-hmm. he,
1: he will probably say like oh I'm so I'm so much more comfortable this year or whatever but and he wouldn't accept the praise, but it's like, dude, that what a coaching job it was to be able to deal with that. The suspension, the Maui drama, the pitching drama, all, everything that's going on behind the scenes, and to get that team to Omaha, like that's, that's pretty damn good.
3: Pretty damn
2: good. I remember – I don't know how you guys felt. The start of that season was so weird. I was, I was nervous. Right out of the
3: gate, we are snake bit, weren't we, yep.
2: Houston? Yeah, because what we dropped uh, two out of three – in that era, what they call it, the Grand Canyon Desert Classic. Classic. Desert Classic, okay. And then the yeah, news—that
3: was when the Maui. Thing exactly, blew that's what up, I'm saying. Right?
2: You had that. Then they didn't play very well. It's like, oh boy, like what is what's ultimately gonna gonna come out of all of this? And then Tony takes the. Was it six he games? Expended
0: himself. Basically, yeah. Was it six games? It may have just been three. It was three. Okay, maybe it was. Three. Yeah, because yeah. it was the entire Dayton series. Okay.
2: Like, it was
3: yeah, – things just – And Maui was suspended. They were both suspended together.
2: Yeah, but just didn't have a good vibes starting the uh, starting the season. This year, vibes are, vibes and are then high.
3: What,
1: what did we start out? Five and ten in league play?
3: Yeah, because we went up – remember we was went up to Missouri. and it, oh, it was bad. like 25 degrees. <laughs> yeah. And we got swept. Yeah.
2: yeah that, that series – That was a bad series. 25 degrees and 40-mile-an-hour winds. We looked like we uh, could not I mean, get like out of we there were, fast enough.
3: We were all yeah. jacked up and psyched up about the start of last season – and then it's like, you know, somebody ran up, punched us in the face about 15 times. And it didn't help that
0: that you had LSU, Florida, Arkansas, and Vanderbilt all back-to-back. Now, granted, they did beat Vanderbilt, but that's just still a tough stretch for anybody with the way those teams were playing. And we had to
3: claw. Remember, we had to claw our way back, uh, like Russ said, what, we were 5-10, and 10, Russ?
1: I, b- I believe that is correct, yeah. Halfway through, 5-10, and five just, and, 10 and just like... Are we even going to make the tournament?
3: Yeah, and I, I feel like it's it's real similar when you get way behind in early in a game, and you you know you have to fight and claw your way back into it, You can get back into it, but you've still you just don't have much left in the tank, and I think that's what happened at the World Series.
1: What's the first conference? Is it at Alabama this year? If only I had some sort of magical device.
2: In front uh, yes, of I think that is right because I I was accidentally looking at it trying to look at last year's. Well, you the know season. they're going
3: to be good, I would imagine. I mean, yeah. as soon as they got their idiot point or run shaping <laughs> coach out of there, they
0: – I mean, damn.
3: They hosted they made a regional. The playoffs, didn't they? Yeah, Roll they hosted a regional.
0: Tide. Made it to the Supers and got taken out by Wake Forest. Roll a, down
3: tide. That damn coach, it was tanking games. <laughs> and they Allegedly. They were going to the – Oh, it's not alleged. We know. Oh, we God.
0: know. He we was don't, taken.
1: Don't, it's not been proven. I mean, there's, we know he gambled on the game. We smoke. don't know that he
0: tanked. We know his buddy said, "Hey, look at the evidence I've got right here. Uh, I know something you don't."
3: Alabama coach back. told me he's going to throw it this does, game. It doesn't look good. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, we are at Alabama for the first series. Ole Miss at home for the second then we host Georgia, and then at Auburn, and that one will kind of kick off April. Dalton connects climb
1: up the NBA mock draft boards. Continue. The athletic, Sam Vecini, has Tennessee's star player all the way up to the number 10 overall pick, going to
2: the Atlanta Hawks. John Reed moves to the edge of his seat.
1: How about that? You could still drive down and see DK play next year, maybe.
3: There'd be a lot of Atlanta Hawk fans. I actually hope he doesn't come out of the woodwork.
1: They're kind of a terrible, dysfunctional organization, aren't they? (sighs)
3: They've they've had their. Am I
1: slandering the Hawks? I I don't know. I just feel like they've never won anything. I don't
0: know about dysfunctional. That's
1: what I'm saying. Good
3: God. I want him
1: to go to. a franchise that develops and nurtures players the way Grant Williams did with the Celtics—they've been
2: fairly solid at times. Yeah, Trey Young's been all right. I was going to say he'd be a really interesting piece to add with Trey Young. What's her What's her guy up to now? You brought him up, Russ.
3: Oh dear. What's 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 going on with Grant? What do you mean? What are Surely you talking you about? Saw there. The, uh, the posting on social media this week.
1: No, please enlighten me.
3: It was a uh, with a very strategically placed uh, old school looking black box sensor. Uh, apparently, Grant sent someone a uh, yeah a selfie.
1: Grant Williams sent somebody a selfie. It leaked out. Uh, he wasn't showing his thing, but he was showing pretty much every everything else. My, you know what? My initial reaction was, Bear, because I'm a mature adult. My initial reaction was, I thought I heard the people out of Dallas trashing him, saying he was out of shape. Hey, that guy looked ripped to me. Washerboard abs. <laughs> like a washerboard. I mean, I don't want to admit it, but I wholeheartedly agree. Well, Grant was looking good. If I looked like that, I'd be taking those naked
2: selfies, too.
3: <laughs> be just sending them out to everyone?
2: Yeah. Hey, Bear, check it out. Your boy looking good. <laughs> was that a recent picture? Because I felt like I remembered seeing that a couple years back. I, it was the first time I had seen it. No, I've
3: never seen that picture before. <laughs> I feel like that's something that would have come up in conversation in the <laughs> eight years we've known each other, Houston. <laughs> it's a good Ten point. Years. No, it's a good I point. I that was new. If you go back to when you hi-hatted me.
1: Okay. Is that, uh, is that a bad look for our boy? I mean, at least
3: at – I, I don't know. Is it? I mean, at he least he had the yeah. sense
1: to cover up a little. You know, at least he had the sense to – And You know, I I mean, he's he's 6'6", 240. He's got really large hands. So professional athlete. Big big hands covering up what I'm sure is, you know. I'm
2: going to just stop you right there.
3: (laughs) I mean, just what is he? I don't know. He got bounced out of Dallas. I thought that was going to be a good move for him. He's going to be a starter, and that didn't work out. Now he's, you know. Now he's out in Siberia being a Charlotte.
1: Here's the thing about Grant. We we love him, right? Two time SEC player of the year. I, I don't care if he I don't care if he wasn't covering up, man. I'd still Me either. I'd still love the guy. One of my mm-hmm. all time faves. So I say that to say this. Grant, as we all know, is kind of a nerd. Kind of a nerd. Like he's are, you know, always taking what what Catan, Catalan, what, what was Catalan, that? Catan settlers of Catan, yeah. He's always playing, like, these dorky board games Whoa. and everything. You ever played that
2: game? It's a lot of fun. I,
1: I haven't dork, played that but game, but I've played Risk and other games like it. It's dorky. It's, it's nerd stuff. Dungeons Grant's, and Dragons. Grant's a
2: nerd. Yeah, it's not yeah. quite to D&D level, but. So, yeah, it's pretty like damn he, close.
1: I, I could see him being maybe a little bit awkward with the opposite sex. You look at it, you think, oh, a big, rich NBA player. Like, this guy doesn't have any tru- uh, That That's. I don't, I don't know what I call that picture. I've never sent a picture like they'd ever taken a picture like that. Of course, I don't have anything to brag about, but it's like you don't
3: have washerboard abs. No, listening no, in the sun.
1: I'm a skinny fat guy, and <laughs> I look like ET with my clothes on. <laughs> What? But that's that's beside the point. That's beside the point. The point is, Grant Williams decided that this was a good idea. And I, I'm guessing he sent this to a female admirer or what he hoped would be a female admirer. And that was a bad decision. Nerds sometimes make bad decisions when they're thinking with the wrong head. And next thing he, you know, like that's, that's out there. It's, it's out there now you take that picture and it's out there and it will always be out there. And it could have will, been a lot worse. He will have to explain that to every <laughs> romantic interest he ever encounters for the rest of his life. You know, God willing, some children, grandchildren someday. Grandpa Grant, I found this picture of you on the internet. Is
4: that you, Grandpa Grant?
3: Okay, now he's living back in his hometown, so you know he's seeing his mama. And I'm pretty sure, could you imagine, Uh. your mom's bad enough. Yeah. But, Granny, Grandmama.
2: Oh, man. That's tough. That's tough. Saw a lot of people pointing out that he is the vice president of the NBA Players Association. Yeah, yeah, that's not good either. That's <laughs> not helping either. I that's don't know, hard. man. Like, politics these days, looks like it fits right in.
3: Oh, I he's mean, that or he's, you know. I mean, he truly is one of us. I mean, that's on brand for, a, for Tennessee, I feel like. Is that out of line?
1: I, I don't know. I, I just, like, I hope that whatever possessed him to want to take that picture and send it to somebody. I hope he got whatever it was he was looking for in that moment.
3: Yeah. Love, I I think. You hope the (laughs) juice was worth the squeeze. Yeah. I mean, you're having to look at your grandma in the eye. Yeah, but grandma, if
1: you could have seen this girl.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 I won't get your head lit up by grandma. but. I don't know. Then again, who knows what you do if you're a professional athlete and you look that good.
1: So anyway, got the Braves on this year. That's going to be good.
3: I don't know. I have no segue for that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm stoked for you. That was a really cool interview. I'm glad you got to do it, man. Me too. Me too. Braves freak. I'm surprised you didn't play the chant while he was on.
1: What do you take me for? Some kind of amateur fanboy over here? I mean,
3: I mean, you did get his... Uh, somebody's got to stay you, professional you, over here. Oh, yeah. I got his what? Like when you got the number of years he what? worked for the Braves wrong? What's that? Yeah, Sorry. you heard can't me. Hear you. That wasn't his Everybody fault. The site wasn't the updated. Huh? I'm out of order. You're huh? Out of order. This whole damn show's out of order.
1: Can't hear you. Chop's playing. Tucker Harlan as the top 5 at 5. Coming up, we'll get you caught up on all the sports information. Yeah, Dalton Connect, 10th overall in the draft. DK will be hanging out down there with Spencer Strider and Acuña in Braves country.
2: That'd be cool. I just want to see him go. Like I just want to see him go as high as possible. I do too. I also want him to go to a team that doesn't just absolutely stink.
1: True true i
2: guess the, a lot a of those hawks games are on
1: fox sports south or whatever mm-hmm. they're calling yep. it now Bally or like so yeah Bally, i watch, think right we could watch those that would be cool i am an nba free agent right now so stay with us the drive continues anybody recruiting you
2: not you know, they can't give you all the snacks on the official visit man. i know it's so tough. is it even
1: cool to be free i
2: gotta carry them up the elevator it's just it's a pain
1: Hour number three of The Drive coming up next, right here on Fan Run Radio. The Drive. Rev up your